0: It's WNYC's Financial 411, our take on the economic news of the day. News Corp's phone hacking scandal continues to grow. Dow Jones CEO Les Hinton has announced he's resigning. He was chairman of News International, overseeing the British newspapers that are at the heart of the scandal. All week, we have been hearing about the fight in Washington over raising the nation's debt limit. And today, President Obama repeated his desire to reach a deal that would also cut spending and raise revenues.
1: We have a chance to stabilize America's finances uh, for a decade, for 15 years or 20 years, uh, if we're willing to seize the moment.
0: If the president doesn't reach a deal with Republicans by August 2nd, the U.S. risks defaulting on its financial obligations and severely cutting back funding for programs like Social Security. To talk more about the week's news, we are joined now by Greg David, director of the Business and Economics Reporting Program at the CUNY Graduate School of Journalism. Hi, Greg. Hello, Mark. So first, the debt ceiling. What are the implications for New York City? If the White House and Congress can't uh, raise the debt ceiling limit by August 2nd?
1: Well, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, first of all, we could have a financial crisis. That would be terrible for Mm -hmm. us. That's the short term. But if there is a deal and we do really cut federal spending, remember the feds pay half of our Medicaid costs and they're going to cut Medicaid. The city budget has $6 billion of federal money in it. That's about 10%. They're going to cut some of that money. The MTA gets a quarter of its capital spending budget from the feds, and they're definitely going to cut that. So we could lose in the short term with a crisis. If there are significant federal budget cuts, there will be less money coming to New York.
0: So the MTA, that means I, as a subway rider, should be concerned about this. You bet. (laughs) Now, do you think city officials have prepared for that scenario, a serious drop in federal dollars coming into the city?
1: Absolutely not. The headline on my column in Monday's Cranes was clueless in New York. We just adopted a city budget that was all designed to keep teachers from being laid off and fire companies from being closed it was a let's get through this year let's find additional revenue because the economy is not so bad and it was clueless about the fact that bad things might be coming from washington
0: well all right let's uh, move over now talk about news corp the allegations of reporters hacking into people's voicemails to get information are against uh, the company's british newspaper so how exactly does this scandal affect us in new york
1: just today, Rudy Giuliani said that we should not rush for judgment because Rupert Murdoch is someone to be trusted, someone he sees all the time. Does that give you a, a clue? It does. Uh, you know, Rupert Murdoch is one of Mayor Bloomberg's closest allies. He wouldn't run for a third term till Rupert said it was okay. Right. Rupert Murdoch is a big ally of his on immigration. News Corp is an enormous force here in New York. They own the New York Post, whose... Existence may not outlast Rupert Murdoch. He owns the Wall Street Journal, one of the most important journalistic enterprises in our day. Les Hinton, who just resigned, supervised the Wall Street Journal. The ramifications of this study will be crucial in New York.
0: And Les Hinton uh, resigning. what was your take on that?
1: That this scandal keeps going to the top. You know, nobody wants to talk about it. But the real risk in this scandal is that it will spell the end of Rupert Murdoch's control of News Corp. Uh, His son is already incredibly tarnished, who is his heir apparent. And that would result in lots of changes to that huge company. And that would matter in New York and in the U.S. What does this mean for The Wall Street Journal, The Post, Fox News? Absolutely. Uh, Rupert Murdoch is the driving force behind all of them. They're all important things. They may be part of a future news corp. They may not. That is the big question to be answered.
0: As long as they don't mess with the Simpsons. (laughs) The final installment of Harry Potter, speaking of entertainment, it opened at midnight, and this is not just entertainment, really. It's big business, right?
1: Oh, incredibly big business, and especially for two New York companies. Scholastic is the publisher of Harry Potter in the U.S. Their revenues from those books exceed a billion dollars. Time Warner makes those movies. It has sold $6.2 billion in tickets. Before we count the one tonight, I'm going at 7.30, (laughs) more than a billion dollars of profits. Now, both companies, as you would expect, say, oh, it's going to be okay. We're still going to sell books, and they're going to be Harry Potter theme parks, and Time Warner's got all kinds of ideas up its sleeve. But this has been an enormous run for those two companies, and it's going to be on the downward slide.
0: But the empire will continue, make no mistake about that. There's lots more billions of dollars to be made from Harry Potter. I'm
1: not so sure, you know. At right. some point, things run out of gas, and this one might, too. It could be. Greg David, director of the
0: Business and Economics Reporting Program at CUNY Graduate School of Journalism, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Markets rose today after some companies, including Google, reported strong second quarter earnings. The Dow climbed 43 points, closing at 12,480. The S&P was up 7 points to close it. 1316 and the nasdaq rose 27 points closing at 2790 you've been listening to wnyc's financial 411 you can also hear this program as a podcast just go to wnyc.org